0: What's up, folks? It is Monday morning here in Thailand, Sunday night back in the States, some ungodly hour in Europe. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to jump into an interesting topic, or not topic I find interesting. Um, it's actually spurred by uh, my boy James Callipson, who's in this group. Um, he, was, he had me on his podcast recently, and we spoke extensively. And I just want to plug, you know, I don't know if his podcast has been released yet, but I just want to plug him for a second You know, just because it was legitimately one of my favorite guest appearances on any show ever. Um, So you can check that out. James is in the groups, if you're watching this live, you're in the Masculine Underground Facebook group, he can promote it himself. Um, We spoke about something uh, that I think is – I've said a couple times in different formats. I think it's been misconstrued, and I was actually glad he gave me the opportunity to flush it out. And I want to share about it here because it is – kind of my spiritual view or my spiritual view in practice of how I live my life and how I think is effective for anyone to live their lives, especially when confronted with problems. Quick announcements. Um, the Archetype class is still available, ruandocom slash archetype. There's been some bugs on the pages, so if there's, like, an issue, you can email me at hello at rwando.com. I apologize for that. And because of the bugs partially, but also – just till the end of the year, I will still be honoring the free one-on-one coaching session that comes with the Archetype Challenge in 2020. I'm changing things up. I'm not exactly sure how. It's been kind of a crazy week, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so anyway, if you want to check that, I can. If you want to take advantage of the free coaching offer, you can go to ruando.com/archetype. Um, but now today's topic: your personal development as a form of entertainment. So I've shared this a few times. I don't know where it might have been in my writing, or I might have said it in a podcast before. And it's actually, uh, I was glad that James let me know that he misunderstood it because I think a lot of people misunderstand it. And it, it ties to a lot of things like um, there's a lot of people in personal development, both providers like myself and consumers like myself and anyone who's watching. I assume you're really into your development as a person, anyone watching, listening, however you're consuming this. Um, and there's a there's a few things that I, I warn people and I think it's dangerous. And I even get into this too. Uh, like one is like what, <clears throat> what I'll sometimes call the healing trap. I've met so many people who are on this path of healing, quote unquote, um, and uh, it's like it's this never-ending journey where their life becomes kind of boring because they feel like they need to fix something from a long time ago. And you know, not to say that people don't need healing or you know, aren't, there aren't things that you need to you know complete or traumas you need to um, be able to move away from or. Parts of your childhood that you need to legitimately like cycles in your in your psyche that you need to complete to move on. But some people get stuck in this. And um, to them, I mean, let me, let me take a step back because there's two layers to personal development being a genre of entertainment, self-help being a genre of entertainment, spirituality being a genre of entertainment. There's the surface level, which is if you go to any bookstore, you um, The self-help section is the biggest section. It's one of the most profitable sections. Same thing as spirituality. Reason being, you know, I'm in this industry, but, you know, let's, let's be real. I mean, people are more willing to spend double on a book that they think will give them a certain result than they will on a certain story, even if the story is amazing, right? No one's spending $50 on a book. That's about like some fable. But you, you might spend $50 on a book that you think will radically change your life, right? Because you're paying for results. And this is one of the traps. And even though I am a provider in personal development, I think it's important to call these things out because for anyone's growth, you need to like, at least have perspective. So that's the superficial layer of it. But more importantly, there is a, I'd call it a spiritual layer, which kind of is the other side of it, which is um, personal development is a genre of entertainment. And that's great. And I want to explain what this means. And I think it would be best if I, I use this example from Alan Watts, the philosopher. Alan Watts, uh, I mean, you can look him up if you don't know who he is. But there's this uh, clip of one of his speeches that he's given that someone turned into a YouTube video with like a bunch of like waterfalls and, and landscape stock video and stuff. the basically the gist is imagine that every night you, were dream- you dreamt an entire lifetime. Because, right? you know, when you're asleep, you can, time is different. Imagine every night you, when you went to sleep, you dreamt a, an an entire lifetime and you could dream whatever you wanted. So every night you dream like the perfect lifetime of being an astronaut, and the perfect lifetime of being a princess or whatever, like every single fantasy where everything goes perfect. At a certain number of nights, you would get bored of everything going perfect. After a while, you'd be like, OK, that was fun. But what if how about this next night I, I, I get surprised and things don't go perfectly for me? And like, you know, um, and then you do that every night. And you live every single kind of permutation of a surprise, right? Eventually, the thought experiment goes. Eventually, if you did this forever, you would live the exact life that you're living right now. So obviously, this is a thought experiment. And, you know, um, you know it's just something to think about. But just, just pretend like that's actually true. Like if that was the actual truth and you could somehow prove this or, or whatever. You just, you just tip this on as a model for reality. How would you live your life if you actually believe this? And like then, if you if you look at all your problems, they're not things that are like oh woe is me I need to fix this thing. It's like oh this is the the storyline of this permutation of consciousness, and I get to play out these problems. I get to play out the problems, which goes back to entertainment. Like if you if you if you just if you take on the working hypothesis that everything in life is perfect and the way it's supposed to be, and you're here to entertain your consciousness through this temporary existence in this meat suit with this identity of whatever you call yourself, then all of this this journey is just to entertain some part of you that is not your ego. And obviously, it's not. I'm not saying that this is the almighty truth, but if you were to live in this way, wouldn't you be less stressed about the problems you have? Wouldn't you be more entertained? That's just the philosophical inquiry, right? Like, I, I mean, I believe, I mean, I have found that just like playing with this idea makes life a lot more interesting. And then it goes back to, you know, like personal development as a genre of entertainment. It's like with the consciousness, with the attention that you have for X number of minutes that you are awake, for X number of years that you are alive in this body, um, all we're doing then is finding ways to engage our attention. And there's things that engage your attention because they're required for your survival, um, like eating and drinking and sleeping and finding shelter. There are things that engage your 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 higher level thinking, your, perhaps your ego, things that you think are interesting to have. They're things that um, engage your attention because of what they do instinctually, like sex or good smells or exciting things. There are all these ways to spend your attention, right? The whole idea behind entertainment is when all of your base needs are met, all of your your obligations are met to yourself and to whatever, what do you do with this extra attention? You spend it on things that are entertaining that give you a positive ROI on your attention. So that might be watching an HBO series. It might be reading a book. It might be talking to someone. It might be going to an event. We have this choice. Now, when it comes to using our, you know, our disposable attention, if we, if we compare it to income, um, what do you have? Uh, you could spend two hours watching a movie. You could spend three and a half hours watching The Irishman on Netflix, which I may do, seems a little long but I've, I've heard it's it very good or you can spend that time and that energy working on yourself I'm not saying that one is better than the other I'm saying that for some people the most entertaining thing is their own life story not Robert De Niro playing someone else on a screen right when it comes to like you know I've been coaching more people on coaching and you know I really appreciated this podcast with James because I got to really flush out some of my views on personal development. And, like, my goal with everyone, clients, students, whatever, is not to, like, fix them or give them an almighty truth or, or whatever. I mean, any time that I've leaned in that idea, it's always put so much pressure on me to be something that it's just, just not effective. And it doesn't really serve the client. Like, any any teacher, healer, spiritual coach, whatever, like who who thinks that they have all the answers, one is going to find out that they don't pretty quickly. And it puts like this ungodly pressure on you because like no one is perfect, you know, right? Obviously. Um, However, if if I go into it with the intention, like my goal, my intention here is to get the person I'm speaking to, to be so interested in his or her life that that is the solution because when they're so fascinated with their own life story, they will discover the solutions within them or in their reality or they'll hear something from someone else that's going to click because they're so fascinated. And sometimes, and I'm going to go to the practical how-to from from all of this philosophical stuff, uh, sometimes all you need initially is to like re-engage your attention. So like for instance, um, the words discourage and encourage, Right. They both obviously have the word courage in it, but most of the time when we use it, we don't think of courage as like, you know, bravery, right? We just think like, oh, if things don't go your way or if like the future seems bleak or you don't, you think no matter how much you go to the gym, you're never going to get down to your body fat goals. You're never going to make the money. You're never going to meet the woman. If, if you, if you have like that perception for whatever reason, maybe because you legitimately don't have the competence or the skills and the know-how of what to do, you're going to be discouraged, right? You're going to lose courage in putting in action, and eventually you'll stop putting in action, and eventually perhaps you'll become apathetic and be like, there's no point in talking to the woman because no one ever says yes. There's no point going to the gym because I never get fit or whatever. No point trying hard. I'm never going to make money, that kind of thing. If you're discouraged, you're not going to move your life story forward, and that's where people become stagnant and stuck and live these low-fidelity, mediocre existencies, existences. right? Whereas like with the word encourage, you're, something gets you to uh, – feel more courageous about engaging with the next part of your story, the next episode in your life movie, <clears throat> in the miniser- in the miniseries that is you. So encouragement can come from someone saying something positive. Obviously, that's nice. But that's a very small part of coaching and personal development. And, like, when you're in a really low place, like reading a, a line in a book, like, I don't know, that you are, like, I don't know, like a book like The Untethered Soul or Power of Now, or like, oh, yeah, you are the universe and all that stuff. It, it, it can be encouraging. but when you're not in that headspace where you're like, you're really like, what is life? That kind of stuff isn't always like sometimes what you need is like actual skills. Like if you don't know how to work out and you're trying to lose weight, um, sometimes the most encouraging thing is a workout plan or like understanding the philosophy of strength training or understanding, um, how, you know, whatever, how body fat works or how I, how muscle fibers grow. Um, that's the most encouraging thing. So that, that, that's the, forget about like how you invest your, 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 um, time necessarily it's like what would get you the most interested in your life so i'll speak a little bit because you know i've had honestly i've had a kind of a rough week not because anything like serious like some not not no crisis happened although a bunch of like annoying things happened but i was kind of like what do i do like something is a little off and i you know i was trying to do some practical things in my business and i just didn't feel right and i was trying to do some other things in my lifestyle my my schedule and they didn't feel right and then I, and i remembered this thing which is part of why i wanted to to do this i was like what, the thing that i'm moving towards is making me less interested in my life. Like I, I'm like kind of resistant. It, it, it started to feel at certain things like that I was planning on doing, we're starting to feel almost like a, like a reminded me of when I was working like a regular nine to five. And like, I was constantly discouraged because that was so not how I wanted to spend my attention while I was alive. That was so not how I wanted to spend Mondays through Fridays. So remember, like, what is the encouraging thing? For me personally, the most encouraging thing, the thing that gives me more energy, the thing that like when I spend attention on it, it gives me more energy to spend more attention on other things is stuff like this actually. You know, like I don't know if there's a productive value to this, but I really enjoy speaking to you however you're listening through the through the full live feed or, or the podcast or whatever. Like it gives me energy and that in itself is enough. Like I think it was last week or two weeks ago I spoke about hacking synchronicity and I I didn't speak about this particular thing too much, but when you look for positive ROIs on your attention, it's just like any currency, right? Like if something gives you juice, like you feel like this is amazing, whether it's talking to people, whether it's doing an activity, whether it's expressing yourself, although often those are the types of things, or exercise, you know, when it gives you a positive return on investment on your attention, you can do more things, and that in itself is worth doing. Like if you, if you, I, I spoke about like, if you don't know what to do and like, you it know, the, the, the feels like there's a wall between you and your desire, or you and your purpose, or whatever the next stage of your life story is, sometimes, and, and this happens when a guy becomes, a person who becomes all feared up about something or maybe traumatized about something or micro-traumatized. Or they, whatever it is, they become apathetic and they can't hear their intuition. They don't know what to do. Every once in a while, there'll be like a little crack in the wall. And like a little light will come through and you'll be like, oh, like I'm interested in this random thing. I don't know why. And, and I was suggesting last week, like if you, if you follow that thread, if you keep poking at it, you're going to find more stuff. It doesn't mean that random interest in copywriting is going to be your, your, your future thing. But like the fact that you're interested in it means you should invest in it because you're going to get more interest and become more interested in your story. Because the practical side of this, and this is how I will I'll, I'll, we'll end, is like what makes a good story? if you entertain this idea that your life is a movie or life is a book or a mini series on Netflix, what is the thing that's going to make your story move forward and be most fulfilling? Cause that's what the fulfillment is, right? Like when we watch a movie, we don't necessarily care in the end if the person wins or loses or gets their goal. Sometimes it is like, if you really identify the character, sometimes it is. It, it sucks when you see your favorite character die in a film or whatever, but like the whole journey is what is really engaging to us. And like, in a movie, even a movie that like ends poorly or like a, I don't know, Game of Thrones for instance is a good example where like bad shit always happens, but it's so engaging. Like it gives us some juice, right? If you like that stuff. Um, The most important thing is curiosity. Um, So, so what makes a good story on the highest level is that you're interested in it. The most important story for you to be interested in is not anything on Netflix, but it is your own personalized story. Because if you're fascinated in the next thing you're going to do, things are going to move forward. And it reminds me of a, an, a, a part, a passage in in uh, Neil Strauss's book, *The Game*, uh, Neil Strauss's most famous book, *The Game*, uh, which some of you may have read, many of you. Uh, it was about Mystery, which is one of the main characters. The guy who kind of founded the pickup industry. Anyway, he was speaking about how when he was a teenager, he was depressed and wanted to kill himself, and he was going to kill himself, I guess, I don't know, it was like the late 80s or early 90s or something, but Back to the Future 2 was about to come out, and Back to the Future 1 was his favorite movie, and he's like, well, I can't kill myself before Back to the Future 2 comes out, so I'm going to wait till December when it comes out, and by the time those, like, three months passed, he was no longer depressed, and, like, it was funny, in a sense, in in a dark way, that, like, this movie that he really wanted to entertain himself was enough to keep him alive. I'll say with, you know, obviously most of you listening are, are hopefully not, hopefully none of you are suicidal or anything like that, but, but like apathy, mediocrity, boredom with your life is kind of like low level, not living like you, you're physically living, but you're not really living to find something to look forward to, even if it's like superficial seeming entertainment or an, an event that you're looking forward to, or a conversation that you're looking forward to, or the next workout that you're looking forward to or a book, like those little things are so valuable because if you compound that, that thing that gives you a positive ROI on attention, um, it, it'll grow. It's like uh, I got recently, I mean, if you if you follow my stuff, after I left the cult, I was in a lot of debt and it was like, it was a struggle to pay off that debt, right? You know, it was, it was a lot, interest were high, all that stuff. Not good financial situation, but in the more recent years that I've been debt-free, I've been really focusing on, um, financial independence and increasing my wealth and all that stuff. And you know, this is stuff that you learn in, in high school or like, this is kind of like, you know, wealth management one-on-one, but compounding interest increases, you know, you could put just a little bit in an index fund for instance. And over time, if you keep reinvesting, it, it's going to grow, you know, I'm sure you, you all understand that concept. Same thing with attention. You know, I, I equate a lot of these intangible currencies to money, which is also an intangible currency, but, um, it represents matter. So it's different. Um, All these intangible currencies, your attention, your passion, your your sense of arousal, your interest, these are, you can think of them as currencies and you can, if you spend them wisely, it'll be a positive ROI investment, which gives you more to move your life story forward. So, other elements of a good story in your life. uh, We spoke about curiosity, obviously the story has to be good. You need to be interested in your own story, but one thing that allows that is having a respectable character. So this this ties more to like the man stuff that we speak about a lot, which is um, if you're watching a movie, even if the plot line is really amazing and you know the setting is really interesting, but you don't like the character, you're not gonna be that engaged. And so like you can be faced with all of these interesting things and like you could put your goals down on paper and like they can show up and these opportunities for you, these things. But if you don't like, if you don't like and respect the main character of the story, which is you um it's going to be really hard to be engaged with the story and and that this is like you know this whole self love thing or self respect thing is one of the primary forms of self sabotage like if you don't like the character on the screen you're not going to want to see him win you're not going to want to see him advance to the next level you want i mean you might want to see him lose which is the root of a lot of self sabotage self criticism the self the loathing that goes in your head i think i'll make another video on how things like anxiety and fear and self-loathing and, and the the positives uh, affect subjective reality and your ability that that could be a whole other like thing but like the, the roots of it is you know uh, self-love and I say this but I mean not everything is gender specific but this is something I think applies more to men than women or more to masculine people let's say which is um, so much of your self-respect is based on the actions you take within your realm of control. I spoke up a little bit about this last week, but uh, there are plenty of things that are outside of your control, but if you don't exercise what's within your control with the things that matter to you, whether it's dating or money or purpose or stuff, if you don't do the things that are within your control, if you sleep in on, on the mornings that you said you're gonna get up and write or something, it's undoubtable that you're gonna lose respect for yourself maybe a different kind of person. And, and this is not, you know, I mean, truthfully I do think this is true. More serotonin, oxytocin driven individuals, what we call feminine individuals. This might not be as true because there's something called the winter effect. I talk about a lot where like the ways you t- ch- take on challenges actually affects the testosterone in your body and your androgen receptors to um, which determines how much testosterone affects your mood and your behavior and your perceptions. I'll, I've made other things on that. So I won't repeat that, but like, if you take on the challenges that are within your control, win or to lose, you're going to respect yourself more and you're going to which is going to allow you to love yourself more, which is going to allow you to engage more with the opportunities in front of you. Like if you're constantly self-sabotaging and then yelling at yourself for not for for not doing the thing you want to do and you're just creating this cycle of hatred, you're become you're going to become less and less interested with the, in this of the story, with your reality and you're going to be less and less uh likely to engage with things in a way that's going to bring you move your life story forward move this very entertaining experience which is life forward um, so it's so important to develop that self-respect and you know there's many there's many things on self-love i think i'd say for <clears throat> it's important to speak speak nicely to yourself your internal dialogue matters it's a, but i i i mean self-love is not necessarily taking getting lots of you know pleasurable things. Like self-love isn't necessarily getting massages and eating ice cream. In fact, eating ice cream sometimes is this act of self-hatred because the the question is, do you respect yourself more afterwards? If you respect yourself more afterwards, you will be able to take more actions within your realm of control. You'll be able to stretch your realm of control for so like if you're only able to make eye contact today, you'll be able to go up and talk to the person tomorrow. If you can only you'll know, write one page today, you'll write be able to write three pages tomorrow. Whatever the thing is that you can control if you keep pushing that you will respect yourself more. Become more interested in your own story and then become excited for the next challenge, which is kind of the key to moving your life story forward. So anything that makes you – and I want to just – this might not need to be said, but whatever. Nothing needs to be said. Um, Anything that – I want to make sure that we're not not mixing up boredom and resistance because that that can be – boredom is boredom, right? Anything that makes you bored is probably not the right thing or you're not doing the the right thing enough. When it comes to things that don't feel good – I mean growth doesn't necessarily feel comfortable, right? I don't think there's any like universal way to be like okay, this is a thing I'm resisting, so I need to push through it versus this is a thing that's just not the right path. It's kind of like something you just have to learn how to feel, which is just like in fitness, you know, like there are there's the there's the tension that is a muscle burning or, you know, muscle fibers breaking down which is going to lead to to strength later. And then there's overtraining or there's like ligaments breaking down and like you need to only someone after time of exercise can eventually learn to differentiate the two sensations same thing with that and it can be very challenging like I'm gonna go into it but like this thing I've been dealing with the last couple of days I was going back and forth with like is this my internal resistance is this like the final challenge before I go into a new thing or is this just not the thing I want and you know, it can be hard to determine that up front because I've seen both errors made a lot, especially with people in the self-help world. Like some people who are oxytocin driven um, is like uh, some of people who are oxytocin driven might be like, oh, anything that feels bad is, is wrong. I'm going to move away. So they end up avoiding certain important challenges. And then some people who uh, are like, I need to overcome every challenge will fight their way through things that they shouldn't even, they'll fight battles they shouldn't even have fought in the first place. Um, someone just commented law of attraction implies you don't have to take massive action to achieve your success. I agree with that to a degree. I mean, I don't know if we could, we can make a generalization on that. Sometimes I think bold moves are the most important thing to do, but, um, yeah, I mean the, the right thing, here's the difference. Actually, I I will make a rule for it. The difference is, are you curious in it, Right. If, if, the, if the challenge seems super uninteresting and you have to be honest with yourself, like this is boring. Even if I succeed in this, it's not entertaining to my, not my ego, but like the deeper part of like in, engaging with reality. If you're not getting that positive ROI, if like success, if climbing that ladder is going to have you realize that you've been going up the wrong wall, uh, that's not the right move. But if you think about like a, if, if I blast this out of the park, if I actually conquer this challenge, would I be more interested in my reality? If the answer is yes, that may be a thing that you need to fight through or, or push through or resistance overcome because very often, you know, the things we want the most give us the most resistance. Um, But also the way you do anyway, there's a lot of nuances. I don't want to make rules beyond that. Um, And then finally the thing is, you know, maybe you don't have to take massive action or like a drastic thing. Maybe you do, maybe you have to make a bold move, but um, I mean, this is last piece of what makes a good story is the story moves forward. Um, which doesn't necessarily mean forward towards the, it's not always a linear, as you know, as a person who's been living on life. Uh, they're very rarely linear trajectories between where you want to go and, and where you are. Um, but again, I'd say curiosity and interest are the most important things. I think that's what I got for this topic. Personal development is a genre of entertainment. Uh, the most important thing is to be interested in your life. And if this video helps you be more interested in your life or look for ways to be more interested in your life, then I'm more interested in my life. Whatever. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, that last announcement, uh, Archetype Challenge is still available. The one-on-one coaching session is will still be honored if you sign up before December 31st. That's in 13 days. So you can go to rwando.com archetype. And I'm trying to fix all the links. I know I've gotten a few emails of links being messed up and I'm figuring it out. It's a whole thing. Um, If anyone has any final questions, I'll keep this up. If any last questions... Ten seconds. Okay. Um, Next week we're back on. I'm not sure. Actually, I did pick the topic. Maybe I could just let you guys know what the topic is. I wrote it down... I, we have a few options. I want to speak about Rick and Morty, actually. I don't know if anyone's into Rick and Morty, but there's a lot of archetypal masculinity themes in the book, and I think that's why, not the book, in the show, which is why I think is so, um, it's so compelling to younger men. Um, stuff like the child wounds, and yeah, anyway. I will probably talk about that next week, unless one of these other topics intercept me yeah anyway i want to talk about the manic pixie dream girl there's a lot of story stuff i think we're gonna be talking about archetypal stuff for the next couple weeks into 2020 uh yeah all right see you later